And welcome to Arc by Arc, Episode 2, where we, the three guys here, Labosco, Isaac, and Ramses, discuss everything related to whatever anime manga we might be going through. We've decided first, of course, to go through One Piece, so we are entering into the Orangetown Arc, or Episode 2 here. And of course, give us a follow on Twitter if you would like, at Arc by Arc. You know, if you like the show, be sure to be subscribed to it wherever it might be. And, of course, email us at arcbyarcpodcast at gmail.com if you would like to, you know, talk to us. Also, don't forget to give us a review. But Orangetown Arc is where we're going to be started here, guys. Uh, it's good to be back recording this episode once again and uh, getting to talk about the second arc of One Piece. Definitely. I know, like, it was fun going back through it because it seems like it finally picks. It's not that it picks up. Or it's not that it gets speed, but after kind of establishing the groundwork of what the basic concept of the universe is, getting the first arc done with um with Zoro and Luffy, it's fun to feel like it actually starting to pick up speed. We're meeting more characters in the world. We're starting to establish some different concepts about different characters or different features that are going to come and play later. Some more recurring bits. Uh, it was super super fun to get through. How about you, Isaac? Yeah, I had a great time um, reading through it uh, and visiting like new characters like Nami and then uh, Captain Buggy and just new different personalities and, you know, more uh, rubber boy action. <laughs> plenty, plenty of rubber boy action. Yeah. And then we, we get to learn a little bit more about just kind of everything going on, at least early on. And Orangetown is where we end up going to to sort of have some of these revelations come. We start off. Uh, you know, we, we kind of learn pretty early on here that Zoro is not very good at directions, that he kind of just got lost at sea. And that's that's why he ended up just becoming a, a pirate hunter, because he needed to make money somehow, which I mean, if that's the way that's the way that you become like infamous is because you're like, well, I got to make money somehow. And you just do it. Oh, that that is um that is still to me one of the most shocking starts of finding out that uh this Zoro guy, he's pretty cool, but he is he is a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was going back through thinking about it because, you know, like Zoro is like they they talk about him in at least in everywhere we see him in East Blue. Like he is like the super dangerous, super badass guy. And then when you zoom out, you're like, wait, East Blue is like the boonies. Realistically, like when you talk about like where the, all the actions on the grand line and this dude's like the best of the best pirate hunter. Why in the why is he out here in East Blue with a bunch of nobodies? Um, and it makes sense. <laughs> the fact that this dude doesn't have any is horrible with directions it it will it will literally come back all the time um the every time that they leave this guy alone for a second anywhere he immediately gets lost in every single that's how they establish him in every arc is that he gets lost somewhere and he has to spend at least like a third of the arc just meeting back up with everybody again which you know what though i'm okay with that because <laughs> uh i one thing i've always liked about like characters in one piece is like even the coolest person has quirks right it's kind of in real life. That's the same thing, too. Right. Like nobody is um, all perfect or anything like that. So it, it's cool that they are more than OK showing that as well in, in one piece. And they show it in incredibly uh, funny ways, which makes the the read, I think, a lot easier, too. And speaking of funny things that happen. So we find out that Zoro sucks with directions and then they're getting hungry because both of these two guys are not the, the sharpest tools in the shed. Didn't think about the fact, oh, yeah, we should probably have some food on this boat while we're sailing on the seas. And they're getting hungry and Luffy sees a bird in the sky and is like, oh, I can eat that. And uh, well, that the bird was a little bit bigger than Luffy thought it was, which leads us eventually to Orangetown. Um, also leads us to Zoro running into some some just dudes in the sea. And, you know, you're like, why, why are these guys there? And we also learn that. Uh, you know, maybe messing with Zoro isn't the the best thing to do, even if he uh, if there's three of you and only one of him. Yeah, they they come up like I love to where he's like they're in the middle of the water and he's just hauling ass in this boat and being like, all right, you're going to have like I'm not stopping. So either get in the boat or like get left behind and they go and be like, we're going to rob this dude. We're going to steal. But oh, sh oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah, this, this was uh, this was a clip I had for you guys, too. I don't know if you guys watched it, but the 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 huh? 
I, I don't know. I just really like how they do that transit. Like it's pretty good in the panel on the page where you see him go, huh? But I think the 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 anime there's just that little bit of extra to it where where you see, oh oh, uh, he is able to change really quickly to that badass guy. It's a good time, and then we see they lose their boat originally. They become castaways because uh, they come across a they come across a girl abandoned at sea, seemingly kind of walk like passed out or like adrift in the ocean uh they go to try and rob her boat and then in the meantime she actually sneaks over and robs them and gets away with all their stuff um and this is how we learn about nami who is our third of the straw hats we get introduced to um really fun we get to see a little bit of her kind of character immediately off the bat she's really really kind of coy really smart but also very good at kind of putting on Cunning, very good at putting on the innocent face, and then we'll rob you blind as soon as your back is turned for even a second. Yeah, interesting introduction to her as well. Um, a, a fun little note of difference here between the anime and manga. Uh, the anime, we've already seen her a few times prior to this point. Um, in the manga, this is our first meeting of her. Literally, the chapter is named after her, too. So a little bit of a difference here between the two parts, but... Uh, this part where she just robs these guys <laughs> is still one of my my favorite parts for sure. And then she she says bingo at the end and and was able to just know the weather was going to do what it does to capsize the boat. Those guys were in. That's how they end up in the water. Like, I don't know. She seems kind of I almost thought it, I was like, does she have like weather powers the first time I saw that happen, too? Because it's like, how could you know so well? Like that was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, like how how like like how do you have like su- how are you such in tune with the weather well and just like yeah there's a storm coming so like watch out oh but and like gone uh immediately and then these guys these pirates are crew members of the second other pirate we've cut we encounter in the story after um alvita uh they're part of buggy's crew and buggy's somebody that we We'll see more in a little bit, but he's shown a lot in like silhouette or like in kind of half revealed pictures. Um, um, they initially are making this guy to be out to be a pretty big deal as far as they've done a little bit of time, maybe not verbally building him up, but definitely visually building up, building him up. Yeah. And his visuals here, we one of the first things we see because as uh, Zoro's still trying to chase Luffy, who's in the, the mouth of a bird, we see uh, his ship, which literally looks like a circus on a ship, I think is the best way to describe his ship. Um, it's 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 a very pretty panel of his ship too. I, I the 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 anime doesn't really give it uh, this sort of like kind of look at it and it like it's just a ship, but uh, we kind of see that there's this deserted town too as well, and then we see some pirates chasing Nami, and she's got something in her hand, and this is where Nami and Luffy end up meeting because they sh- they uh, shoot down the bird out of the sky, and Luffy falls literally right in front of them, and then we see more of nami's uh cunningness where she's like oh boss thanks so much for showing up take care of these guys and she runs away (laughs) and then these guys uh end up trying to fight luffy and well that ends up not being too good of an idea as they just get their shit rocked pretty easily yeah they um luffy starts handling stuff um we start to see more of the significance too about luffy's hat um we know that like we know that shanks has given it to him um, we know that it's important to him, but like seeing kind of the demeanor change immediately, um, or just kind of seeing that being like his, his trigger switch is like, enough, like Oda spends a bunch of this time really just putting in these like smaller character building things that are like, we know in the moment they kind of fade away for a while and then he'll bring them back up again really well in future arcs or just in a little bit and like in character moments going forward. That I love, um, we finally get to see buggy. And they've done so much in the silhouettes to show him like he's like he's covered over by a lot of stuff. So we mostly see just like his eyes with like the scarring and with the big hat. And we maybe see some knives. Um, And they finally show this character design. And what I love what Oda does in here that like. He pulled no he. My my man just was made like my man made just what's the most ridiculous design possible for a clown pirate, like not even just like a pirate who's a little bit like a clown, like more just a clown who is also kind of a pirate. <laughs> yeah. And, and when we first fully see him, he's sitting in like this, uh, it's basically like a throne, like a chair, mm. uh, like a, that you would see in a throne room. 
He's sitting in it. It's it, it's like design sort of looks like a like the, the canopy of a of the main circus tent is sort of like the back of the chair. And he's sitting and he's not sitting in it normally either. He's got one leg kind of over one of the uh, the armrests and he's kind of slouched in it. And he's got this kind of menacing look about him, too. And and like the black and white, I think, really helps make him feel kind of menacing because we literally just saw him kill one of his own crew members, too. Is he choked the dude out because the guy accidentally called his nose big and then he murders him. Um, and then we see his two like main subordinates behind him as well, kind of chilling behind him as well. Like, like there's very purposely fully things done in a lot of panels that if you're not paying attention to it, you're going to miss some of this stuff. But like, I really like the design on this page. I mean, like seeing this for the first time too, Isaac, like, were you reading? Were, have you been reading the black and white or the color too? Because like, I know I shared both for you guys uh the black and white the black and white yeah. i i personally like the black and white better myself but i just wanted to know but like yeah like you really see in this first panel like like there's there's a different sort of aura around buggy than than even like what we saw from alvita mm-hmm. i really i really yeah, like the and, way and they it, sorry go ahead oh you, go, go ahead go, go ahead i was gonna say i like how they um were showcasing his devil fruit power too but they were very um you know, not very upfront about it. You know, you see this dude kind of floating and struggling, but you don't know exactly what is going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he could be, you, you don't know if he's using the force. You don't know mm-hmm. like how he's making it like, like, has he got some Darth Vader powers or something like, like, yeah, they, they do a good job. I always like, uh, and this is something Oda does a lot in the story as we'll, we'll go through. You guys will see this is that he is very good at like purposefully hiding things until he wants to show them to you. He is, very much a guy like we talked about in, in the previous in, in episode one about like how silhouettes are very distinct in one piece, but it's also something that Oda purposefully does as well, too. Like he uses those silhouettes to his own advantage to sort of show you things without fully showing you what he what what is happening until he feels the time is right to show it. So um, and, and sometimes those silhouettes might look badass and they're not always as badass as they look. And I think he does that on purpose, too. So <laughs> it, it, it's a fun thing that he can kind of play with as he goes through this story and uh we kind of just see that here at least with buggy and and just because buggy has this intimidating aura now doesn't mean he's going to be that way for sure but but he he's kind of messed up you definitely get the the clown crazy kind of feeling for him when he when he's going to kill somebody over call, ha- having his nose be uh big but called big on accident well what i love too is that we don't know yet like if this is something that like he does this dude enjoy is, is this guy like happy to be a clown or was it like I I'm always so curious with a lot of these like specific personalities because they're I really wonder with One Piece how they got that way like we know that Oda was like all right I'm gonna I want a guy who's a clown pirate I have a cool idea for this but I just I'm eager to, if we get in the future any sort of backstory of just like did has this guy just always been a clown what was he like before he was a clown because this guy's buggy is ridiculous enough and what I also appreciate too, like it reminds me of a lot of what um, Araki does in JoJo's, is that Oda's really good about when somebody has a move set or a power set, kind of figuring out ways to make it more both really impressive and deadly, but also really funny um, and really ridiculous. Because as we see on both hands, like on one end, the idea of like you could just shoot your arm out with a knife and just kill somebody from like a hundred yards away. It's like, oh, that's actually way more dangerous than I thought it would be. And then you see at the end when he hits like his ultimate form of his powers, it's just ridiculous and silly. Like it's like in a way where like, I guess that could work. But that extends to everybody. Like we'll see, like we've seen a lot of like Luffy's things that have been like really impressive, really dangerous, really silly too. When we get to like way further in the future, like the same concept applies. Like it's as things get more impressive, they also get way sillier. Yeah, and and this is um, purposefully done too by Oda as well. Like part of why Luffy has the power he has is because um, Oda has never wanted One Piece to ever get too too serious, right? Like serious things happen, but he doesn't ever want there to be a lack of levity at times. So somebody with rubber powers as your main character makes that very easy to uh, make sure that always stays. Speaking of rubber powers, we finally have Luffy and Nami meet. Uh, they end up. Uh, she she's like, wow, you're really powerful. Do you want to you want to team up with me? And Luffy's like, uh, no, uh, I don't even know who you are. And 
Uh, he ends up getting hungry and she's like, oh, I can feed you. And they just go into one of these random abandoned houses and she gets L- Luffy gets fed. And uh, yeah, she uh, she we find out that she doesn't really like pirates because like Luffy's like, oh, you're a navigator. I need a navigator. Join me. And she's like, no, I hate pirates. And and we kind of learn a little bit about Nami here and about uh, who she is, at least a little bit from the little bit here. And, and then we also learn that. Um, she's not exactly going to be kind to pirates at all, regardless of who you are, even if you're Luffy, as she proceeds to tie him up and take him to Buggy to uh, try and finagle her, finagle her way to more treasure. That's the thing with Nami, is that there's always some sort of plan. Like, there's always, like, the double cross and, like, the triple cross on things always comes back around, especially as we get, like, into, like, coming coming plots. Um but it's really funny, just like, all right, cool. So here's my idea. I'm going to tie you up. Like, I'm going to show it. And then, like, while you distract him, I'll take the treasure. And then, like, we'll leave and it'll be totally fine. And immediately the plan is like, well, like, I'll, I'm just going to do what I have to do to get in there. And, like, whatever happens to you happens to you. Like, I'm, it's fine. Like, it'll be whatever. Um, She brings Luffy into Buggy. Uh, and Buggy's like, gr- Buggy is immediately like, uh, immediately like, okay, well, you seem like, you seem like somebody capable. Like, if you want to join us, you should join. And of course, Nami, again, the double cross, like, sure. Yeah, whatever. I'll join. Like, I got that. Like, that sounds fun. Um, They do the scene from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark where it's like her out drinking all the other pirates, too. Um, Yeah, which which is fun. Um, And then it turns into. um, And again, when like the fun to serious, the fun to serious of like, all right, now that buggy kind of putting out there, like, all right, now that like you're great. We'd love to have you in my crew. Um, just to make sure you can actually do this before, that you actually would be loyal. Um, kill your friend. Yeah. And, and the way we get to that too is, um, Luffy, Luffy says uh, some stuff that makes buggy laugh as well. And, uh, just because he's like, <laughs> uh, maybe if the things work out, maybe they'll let you go. And, and buggy's like, you've picked the wrong partner. You've really screwed up. And, and then, uh, you know, buggy's like yeah well you tried to steal my treasure you don't know what how you're gonna pay and then this is where we see our opportunity we also see the power of this weapon that buggy has that he calls his buggy balls um and no he's not referring to the the ones you're thinking of he's Mm. referring to to cannonballs and we, we see the destructive power of it and now he's got one aimed at luffy yeah they show up before it's like leveling blocks like they just shoot one as like an example and it's like leveling blocks like multiple buildings in a row and then they're going to aim it at just one dude in a cage. <laughs> yeah. One little guy in a cage. And this is where we have uh, another moment. That's one of my favorites, at least early on where we sort of see, we, we see the parallel. We see the, the words of Shanks come back to Luffy as well, because now we have everybody egging on Nami to, to fire the cannon at Luffy and kill him. And her hands start to shake. And this is where we get a very good line from M- from Luffy where he's like where he talks he, he even points out your hands are shaking and there's this little back and forth with them um where he's like this is what happens when you go unprepared against pirates and she's like what do you mean unprepared unprepared to kill someone what are you talking about and and Luffy's like no this is what it means to risk your own life sort of echoing words that we've already heard from before with Shanks and and this is sort of an, a pivotal moment i think between these two as well because like he he's kind of telling her it's like you kind of don't really get what's happening here, what this is all about. And this is where she decides to stay true to her own words and starts to beat up the pirates on buggy who we're going to light it for her. They're like, Oh, we'll show you how to do it. You don't know what to do here. <laughs> and it's like, how, how does somebody not know how to light a, a wick? I, I don't know, but this is where now chaos starts to ensue as we see Nami's true colors that she, she cannot make, she cannot be a killer. Isaac, I really hope you like this one frame of her like smacking down with that staff because it's going to be the one frame that Oda uses anytime that Nami beats somebody up for the entire rest of the series. Every time. Um, Up until from where I've... Okay. (laughs) For the next, let's say, 200 chapters? Okay. The next 200 chapters or so, you're going to get really used to that one one, uh, dynamic pose over and over. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Nami pops out the staff. which is we learn is her signature weapon, or I kind of we'll learn more about it in the future too. Um, and then at the same time, 
we get to see kind of the tag team aspect of the Straw Hats because right when a bunch of Buggy's Pirates are going to jump on Nami, Zoro comes in for the save as well. Yeah, but we also see something important here. Um, he is Luffy's like, oh, you're going to save me. Oh, it's and she's like uh, and she's like, don't be stupid. She's like, I got carried away. You know, I'm, I'm not doing this out of the goodness of my heart. I just can't be a murderer like you guys are. And she tells us somebody in my life was killed by pirates. And then Luffy's like, oh, OK, so that's how why why you are the way we are. Um, and now we have the struggle in Sue, like Ramsey said. Zoro now shows up in a pretty cool badass panel uh, where he's literally like stopping like seven guys or something from going after one girl. And he makes a comment about it, too. Like, really, all of you guys for one person? Like, come on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, does his t- we have right. We have the dichotomy of Zoro, the badass moment now before we had the stupid moment learning he can't figure out where to go. That's my dude. That's my boy. Um, he Zoro and Buggy have like a quick fight. Um, like you said, he calls him Big Mo- Big Nose, and then the the kind of this half of the story ends with him flipping the cannon. Over. So the um, Nami stops the wick with her hand, like pretty much grabs it with her hands, burns her hands up in order to save Luffy. Um, and then when the wick gets relit, uh, Zoro flips the cannon over to the other side at Buggy and the rest of his crew um, and gets them out to safety. Um, there's a like, I love to the express, like the reaction expressions every time where like Buggy's a, a character that they do this a lot with where like he has this huge, like, like, an- like not anxious, but this huge, like freak out response every time with like the big sharp teeth and the big eyes, um, which they also, it carries over the anime really well of just whenever have like that, everyone's like, oh no, holy shit. And an explosion. Yeah. Well, before before that happens, though, Zoro's fight with 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 uh, Buggy, it's not really a fight. He like slices him up into multiple pieces. It looks like he's dead. We find out. No, Buggy's not dead. We find out finally what his power is as he stabs Zoro in the back after he's been sliced up where it looks like he's dead. And that's when we learn that he has the powers of the chop chop fruit. So any man who uses a sword, Buggy's like your greatest weakness because you'll never be able to cut him and kill him. So uh, we, we learn of the other power. We learn why he was able to make a guy seemingly levitate as well, because now, now it's clear to us, right? It's like, Oh, he can detach his body parts. And Oda later confirms. Yes, he can detach everybody. Part. Yeah. He literally like um, took a panel to be like, by the way, also <laughs> this, cause I know people were wondering. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, that, buddy. that, we're, I don't think we're to the I don't think we're to the SBS corners yet, but when we get there, that's when a lot of these questions get answered. But um, so so now you have this happening and Zoro now pretty messed up because he just got stabbed and things are not looking good. And this is when Luffy yells at him and calls him uh, yells at him for fighting dirty and calls him big nose and pisses him off. And we have a blade thrown at Luffy. He catches it in his mouth and breaks it, too, which. Um, Kind of crazy too. Also, like Luffy is like, oh man, you're weird. You're you're a chop guy, as he is the weirdest of them all with a rubber fruit. It's like it, the 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 comedy while this serious moment is happening is also great too. It's like this is also too. I'm pretty sure Buggy's our first other um gum not gum our first other uh, devil fruit user that we've seen so far, right? Unless there's yes. anybody else, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally the, the second. So, so the first one was Luffy's fruit. Buggies is now the second fruit that we've seen so far. And um, there's also like this unspoken moment after like, you know, Luffy chomps down on the the man. That's got to hurt your teeth, too. I, I know he's made of rubber, but I don't know. I don't know how that ends up working. But still, he, he there's like this unspoken moment between him and Zoro where like Zoro knows what to do. And that's when he flips the cannon, like you said earlier, um, and then tells Nami to light it. She lights it and they blow everyone away as far as we know. And then Zoro um, decides to carry Luffy away from whatever the hell's happening on top of this uh, this building as he um, doesn't really think about himself when he does it either, mm-hmm. because he just opens his wound up even more. And the anime shows this in a really good way. We'll have the link to the, the clip of that, too. Well, and he doesn't just pick up Luffy. He just picks up the whole cage and just puts it over his back, um, though. Something we see more and more as we get further on, especially when we're like 
further on when they just show him lifting weights, like Zoro is just like stupid strong all the time. Um, yeah. Carried a full like stone iron cage with a person just on, with one arm over his shoulder, bleeding from his side. Um, yeah, and Nami is like a little bit shocked about it, and him just like it's his pride, it's his commitment. Um, it's I love it. Um, going into the second half, you go. Yep. I was just gonna say one little thing too. We um, once like the the smoke clears and we see that they're gone there, and and we see the most of the buggy pirates survived. Um, we even see that one of the somebody mentions that the cage took five people when empty to move. So to give you that, like how strong is Zoro? Well, here's a little taste. <sighs> My guy. Um, and so. I- Alrighty, Isaac. So we've seen mostly like standard character designs for all these guys. Um, Buggy being the one exception, um, we start to see like his first and second mate, where Oda has a little has some mm-hmm. more fun with stuff. Uh, we get to see we the, going into the actual fight for Orange Town. Um, Buggy dispatches a couple of his people to go and hunt down uh, the Straw Hats. First up is um, Beast Tamer Moji and his giant lion Richie. Um, which I've honestly I've started unknowingly adapting this for most of my D and D stuff. I Labosca will tell you that Ricky's like my go to name for like every single animal that like anybody encounters because <laughs> like I've just and like I love it because they show this dude and it's literally a guy in like a fuzzy little like in a fuzzy like cat hat with little cat ears on it when a giant lion in complete seriousness is going to be like we're I'm going to kill you like I'm going to. Cu- I'm going to kill you guys and bring you back. Um, As he is pursuing them, um, they run into a small, they run into a little dog um, that is defending. Like they're trying, they're trying to go past the street and they're trying to get past this one building and they run into this little dog, um, which I love Choo Choo's design because he like, it's at once, it's very much like an incredibly small minimalist design. And you would, ex- I kind of would expect more from Oda, but at the same time, I know that my guy was like, all right, I can draw this in five seconds. Cool. All right. There, there, that's the dog. That's the dog. He looks like that. That's, that's what the dog looks like. Um, they meet Chushu. Um, they also meet um, the mayor of Orange Town, Mayor Boodle, who is named accurately. Uh, if you, when you read it, um, he's dressed very, has a lot of the French poodle like hair um, and, French poodle style on him. Um, scurries them away um, and explains that Choo Choo is still in town because he's guarding um, a pe- the pet food store where his owner used to work. Um, that his owner used to actually own. Um, and we get to see they they talk about it in the like in the. I agree with you, Chris. Where the the manga does a pretty good job showing about like how he saved for years to get this pet shop um, and how he and how the owner put his life's work into it and then was like pretty much giving it out to the community in order to take care of everybody. And then um, the owner eventually has to go to the hospital and he leaves Choo Choo in charge of the shop. Um, In the anime, they do a great job with like showing a little bit more of that, a little bit more of the dynamic where it's Choo Choo. And this, it it is heartbreaking a little bit because it's they're They're showing Choo Choo like, and his owner's relationship and how close they were and how like important his owner was to him. And then meanwhile, this giant lion is like beating the crap out of them. And you see like they literally they're showing like blood splatters on stuff too, for this little tiny dog um, was a little bit hard to swallow. I don't know about you, um, but it it's, was, it's upsetting for sure. Right, uh, man. Yeah, and, and like the, the whole reason like we kind of get to this even happening is because like Zoro like just is too exhausted to move anymore because he's bleeding out. So they just happen to stop in front of Choo Choo and Luffy pokes like, like like this is something that doesn't come through, though, in the anime very well. But like Luffy pokes Choo Choo in the eye because he's like, huh, maybe it's dead. Pokes the dog in the eye. What do you think the dog's going to do if you do that? Going to attack you. And that's what ends up happening there. And then that's when Nami's like, hey, I got the key for you. Um, you know, this is for saving me. And uh, Choo Choo becomes now even more involved because Choo Choo eats the key. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Luffy's still stuck. Well, we find out he's still in town because 
we I think part of the thing that like you start to think about once you see the mayor is like, oh wait, why is this town abandoned? Like there's nobody here. It's just the pirates. Um yeah. and we learn that the mayor and all the people who live in the town are out on the outskirts in like a little encampment. And Choo Choo is still in town because he's um sworn to protect this pet feed shop because it's all that remains of his owner. Um and they kind of name this con not name this concept, but like we they very clearly work with this concept in this part. Um, between Choo Choo and then the mayor as well of like what is each person's treasure what is the one thing that they value more yeah. of everything else like it's their what is their it's their dreams and aspirations of what that may physically represent it's a goal like we know about it with Luffy and we know about it with Zoro um, like what their end goal is but I think they finally like name it as like a concept like the, your treasure like what is your spit like your specific thing you value more than anything well, I, I think it's more so not not that because because your dream's not really your treasure. It's something that you're pursuing. Mm. But like Luffy's hat, right? Like we saw he, he even yeah. says, hey, don't touch my treasure. And now we get this again where where Mayor Boodle even is like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that that Choo Choo knows his owner has died. Yes. But this is treasure and he's yeah. protecting it. He kind of lays that out for us and explains, you know, what we learn why the why would a pet shop be this? to choo choo and we kind of learn well because of these great memories with his master but also he was left in charge of the pet shop before mm -hmm. his owner left so that's why he refuses to leave because mm -hmm. because boodle even says you know we've tried to take choo choo away but he won't leave the pet shop so so they do really good of establishing this and then just as we learn about this and when and luffy's like come on dog can you just give me the key so i can get out of here that's when moji enters and mm. and we get to learn that one, it's not a hat that he has on his head. That's his hair that makes his his um him have those little ears. Which, <laughs> my God, what kind of guy are you to do that? And two, we learn about uh Richie a little bit, and we see that Moji actually sucks as a tamer because <laughs> Choo Choo just bites him, and thus we begin to see the fight happen. Uh, Richie destroys the cage that Luffy's in, so Luffy's finally free, and then he gets sent flying. Yep. So we know he's okay, but anybody else who sees that probably thinks he's dead because no normal person should live if a lion just mauled them, but not just mauled them, but like sent them flying through like two buildings. Yeah, those the gum gum powers definitely come in handy for sure. Um, yeah. So Richie destroys the pet shop um, and Luffy recognizes this as like, you destroyed his treasure. You destroyed the thing that mattered to him more than anything. and. Moji, of course, and Richie are like, who the hell cares? It's a build. It's it's a we're in a it's an abandoned building. I don't get like I'm a pirate. I destroy things. Um, and Luffy says decides like then like all right like I'm going to kick your ass. And Rich, this is one of like my I love the beatdowns in this because especially with Luffy's powers, they're so visually interesting. Um, straight up, I think he does the gum gum to corkscrew. He just grabs this lion, twists his arms around a bunch of times, and then corkscrews him, corkscrews him and Moji up into the air and out of the way. Um, this is also where we learn that he wears black air forces for Luffy, even though those are chanclas that he's wearing. He wears the black air forces because because uh, Moji's like, oh, I give up, I give up, and and Luffy's like, no, it doesn't matter. He's oh like, no, you, you, you took away that. You, you've 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 gone too far. So your your ass is getting beat. And that's what he does. Um, this, of course, kind of sets off Mayor Boodle because he's like, he's coming to try and see what he can get from the town or like he's trying to do what he can to protect the town just on his own. And he says, well, like, if this guy who is not even involved, who's just here, is going to defend this town, what does it say about me? So the mayor of this town, who this is my most important thing, what does it say about me? Um, and he kind of, works himself up and resolves like all right i'm gonna go fight buggy and i might die but i have to go and defend what my most important thing is and luffy of course is like old man like i'm not letting you die like i got this don't worry about it like um i'll don't like you're gonna die just stay here i got it um and the mayor still resolves like no i'm going and he runs off for it um he goes up he confronts buggy's pirates they all don't care they're laughing it off um they're laughing it off at the same time. Moji is like crawling into the room, like barely alive. Um, and I love this thing. If he's trying to get out to buggy, like what um, Luffy's like powers are. And he can't say more like he can't. He's trying to say rubber man, but he can't say rubber. He just can only get out rub. 
And Buggy's like, oh, we have to watch out for this guy and his incredible rubbing techniques. That's what it has to be. He rubs people to death. <laughs> like, um, they so they're mocking the mayor. They aren't, they don't pay him any mind. They're like, fine, like we're gonna kill you. Um, Luffy comes in, knocks the mayor out. Um, it's so like it's it's awesome, but also it's a little frustrating. Like this is this feeling of like like look great intentions man i like i totally get it you're out class here don't don't even show up like i got this Let's go sit in the corner <laughs> which i mean louis right though like 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 listen it, it might have been the best thing for the mayor that luffy knocked him out like like luffy luffy may not always have the best um solutions for uh what's happening but his solutions are a solution <laughs> right like they make sense with with like listen we can't let the mayor kind of do this to himself also, like, we've kind of gotten Nami to see a little bit more of, like, oh, wait, maybe this guy's actually not so bad in Luffy, because when Luffy's coming back with that little box of dog food for Choo Choo, um, Nami doesn't see this at first. She's just kind of sees the destroyed vet shop, and she's talking about, like, how all pirates are the same, and and she, you know, how much she hates them, basically. All they do is take and take. They never do anything else other than take, and that's when she sees Luffy, and she's like, I should just kill you right now. Because you're probably going to do the same thing. Get yourself a crew and do this. And Luffy's like, as if you'd ever be able to beat me up. Like, whatever. <laughs> and then he goes and sits down next to Choo Choo and puts the dog food in front of him and says, hey, I'm sure you fought really hard. This is all that bastard had left. Um, and, you know, it's this really heartwarming scene between Choo Choo and Luffy. And we're also seeing Nami watch this all happen. And and you can kind of see it softens Nami a little bit. And, and you know, um, endears her to luffy in a way that that maybe shouldn't normally because of the fact that he's a pirate so so she's now sort of on our side at this point like like there's this little interaction between them where nami apologizes to luffy and luffy's like you've been through a lot like whatever don't worry about it like like we see the personality of luffy as this is happening too like we have the dumbass part where he knocks the mare out but we also have this other part where like he is like very caring and compassionate and like yeah you, you've been through a lot i get it don't worry about it i'm not gonna be mad at you for it you know what i mean like i don't know for me that's always a cool like moments like moments like that where like it's not like super like uh big but it's like very important to these characters and and who they are as people Mm -hmm. on a side note have either of you seen because like this is very clear people have used this story over and over. i don't remember what the original story is based off of but i know like the most example i always expect out of it um have either of you guys seen the Futurama episode, the Jurassic Bark episode, where it's the um, where Fry's dog gets like? Yes. Okay, I have. But oh no, that, it's the, you do know that is. Oh, of course but, it's after. But I'm saying like I know that theme of just like somebody like a dog waiting for like its master to come back. Oh, is based oh, off no, of no, 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 no. another so thing too. Real dog. It's based off of another dog, thing. Yes. I know. Yes. I'm trying to. There's what's the name of the movie? Like, because there was a movie that has Richard Gere in it that I know has that from. Um, that like it's that's the original well, no, no, no. story, it's, right? No, no, the original story is a real dog. I know it's a real it dog. A I'm real saying dog. I'm trying to remember the name of the dog. <laughs> I think it's Hachiko, isn't it? It's Hach. If Google yeah, is I correct, you can yell at me on yes. Twitter if you want. Um, but yeah, it's the it's like there's a whole like. Oh, there's an old story that's gotten passed around a bunch about like a dog who would wait at the train station for his master to come back um, every and then he would always meet his master at the train station and then eventually his train his master died and he would just continue to wait at the train station and he waited forever until the dog died because life is really sad um, which yeah there's the there's the Richard Gere movie Hachi which if you want to watch that good for you um, I yeah but the thing I always think about is the Futurama episode Futurama. of Jurassic Park where it's yeah. very where like oh just the 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 collage not collage the um just the, the the fast video of the dog getting older in front of the pizza shop as the years go on as he waits forever <sighs> very sad very sad yeah few very few cartoons have made me cry Futurama is like I think one of the only ones that has so yeah I totally agree um so buggy's pirates are like you know what like we're doing it like we're gonna like all right we're gonna kill you guys they fire the buggy ball and they're like this time's definitely gonna work this time like are like we're gonna do it they shoot the buggy ball at him um 
of course, because Luffy's the rubber man, Luffy takes every bullet back and just like stretches way back and shoots it back at them again, um, which is great. Uh, Zoro. So what's it called? And then one uh, uh, Buggy's second mate. We've already met. Uh, we've already met Moji, his first mate. His second mate, Kabaji, who's a swords, also a swordsman, comes out uh, to try and kill Luffy. And Zoro steps in to block it, challenge him to an actual honorable swordsman's duel. Um, this I love this sequence because you, sh- it's like kind of a sh- it's kind of shit talking, but also like really fun. Um, Zoro's already been injured. He gets up to take a stab wound to try to save Luffy, and then he also further injures himself. Um, and Kabaji, who is this, it's literally a dude on a unicycle with a big scarf and like two swords, like a weird character design is, is kind of one in the anime. I thought it was two, but I might be wrong. Um, no, it's just one. at any rate, he's like, why would you do that? It's like, well, if I lose to you and I have super light injuries, I'm trying to be in the best in the world. If I lose to you and I'm like barely afflicted, like what does that say about me? I'm like, I need to like lower myself down to your level for this to be a fair fight. And of course, Zoro's number one thing is about things being a fair fight. We see like he does all these duels about like whenever things aren't fair or like aren't equal footing. He's either him lowering himself up or him being like, I'm going to rise to this occasion. That sounds about right. Yeah, it's it's all. Yeah. Because we'll see in a, in well, a very too, soon cause... arc too, because it, like it's about him I, pushing himself up or lowering himself down to try and make something equal. <laughs> well, right, we we know that his goal is to be the the world's greatest swordsman. Like we we know that already. <laughs> so um, this is to him. He can't lose to any swordsman. He can't. Um, he he cannot. Uh, he has to be able to overcome any obstacle, whether he's hurt or not. Like that do- isn't what matters. What matters is being the greatest. So. Whether he's hurt, injured, whatever, unfair, fair, he needs to win. That's that. That's the sort of the the thing with him. Um, for what his aspirations and his dreams are. Also, got to mention he got to this point too, like where he was. We, we already saw he got injured, but like he was resting, and they shot a cannon at one of the buildings that he just so happened to be sleeping in it and survived, thankfully. <laughs> but that's how he ended up like coming back here to this point. And then like, yeah, Kabaji's just continually like trying to hit him in the wound, and, and then. So this is where like the anime and the manga different. Where in the anime he just lets Kabaji stab him in the wound, where in the manga he actually cuts himself on the wound and is yeah. like, "That a big enough handicap for you, guy?" <laughs> and like uh, again, the the dumbassery with the the badass with Zoro, where like yeah, really cool that you did that, Zoro, but also kind of stupid that you would um, injure yourself more. So. What? And Luffy starts fighting Buggy when Buggy tries to cheat and like shoots his hand off with a knife to try and stab Zoro in the back. And Luffy stomps on it and holds it down, which we start to learn that like this power set does have its limits. Where like if you restrain something, Buggy is at least a little bit restrained. Um, he can yeah. move still, but it's like it is of a burden to him. You can't just like hold him down, hold one part of his body down. He can do whatever he wants. Um, and you're also at the same time, you're like, man, like, OK, so they're doing stuff. Where's Nami at? And Nami's out. <laughs> Nami's out back trying to steal Buggy's treasure at the same time. Yeah, she's like, "This is too crazy for me." She's like, "You guys are nuts." I'm going. I'm going to get treasure. And Louis's like, "Okay, bye. See you later. All right, bye." <laughs> and it goes on to do that. And uh, Zoro finally finishes Kabaji off. And um, did you guys notice the name of his attack that he uses to finish off Kabaji? The name of it? Oh, the Onigiri. Yes. Never. Do you know what Onigiri is? I I know it's like that a he rice roll, like... kind of. Yes, it's a rice ball. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So his so his badass attack to end it is rice ball. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. Well, I the, think it's funny. The Onigiri sticks around too. I know, like it's still yeah, it like does, but... it's his like pro- it's one of his primary attacks. That's the other thing too. They show like <laughs> there's a really fun clip um in the in the anime. They're just showing compilations of every time they use the exact same animation sequence for the Onigiri and they just change his clothing a little bit. Like it's the exact same like sequence of frames. To to be fair to the animators. No, I don't blame uh, them. Early Do one it. Piece. No, no, no. But but early One Piece, it should be mentioned. This the anime came out in 1999. So they were still doing cell animation. So if you don't know what cell animation is, that means it's hand drawn. Oh, yeah. So like literally how they did like any uh, you know um uh 
any of the cartoons you ever watched as a ch- uh, like like all the old Hanna Barbera cartoons and stuff. Those were all cell animated uh, cartoons. It's why you sometimes see reuses of animation and stuff because it's quicker and easier to oh, just change the background. It's not a complaint. It's just like it, a. It's just like a wait a minute. No, wait a minute. <laughs> I know, but I'm, but I'm explaining. I'm explaining like the difference though from like you watch Demon Slayer now and you don't see any. You don't see really any. Uh, reused animation but it's also done digitally yeah so it's like a much easier different like platform to sort of do things on they were not doing that at the beginning of one piece and one piece also where like demon slayer or something like that is a uh a seasonal anime one piece every episode, they just keep going <laughs> they don't stop they do like 45 episodes a year they're they're insane the people who do that are insane and they were doing that by hand in the beginning that's crazy they're they're um that's some next level like uh, worth ethic you to have to, to be able to do that. But but it is funny to to see when you do notice like those uh, those things of old, though, like the, the old quirks that they kind of had to do to sort of get around like, oh, we got to get an episode out tomorrow mm-hmm. and we don't have this uh, animation done yet of Zoro killing this guy. Just use what just just like draw over what we already had or something. I um we get into the buggy versus Luffy fight um and you see some like we start to see like kind of what will push Luffy over the edge because usually he's a really like bubbly fun guy we saw a little bit of him like doing it with Moji when he blew up the pet shop um but Buggy shoots his hand out with the three daggers and it cuts into the straw hat which pushes Luffy over the edge uh and is just kicks his butt um as a hero is a little bit further on where we see like the ultimate where we see Buggy's like ultimate technique, quote unquote. Ultimate. I mean, it wasn't his choice, but no, we don't see it yet. Um, but but what we do have is like uh, when they start fighting, like Buggy's like that hat reminds me of him and 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 that red haired man. And and we're like and for us, it's like red hair Shanks. And and Luffy has actually the same conclusion. And Luffy's like, oh, do you know Shanks? And and then Buggy's like, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. And, and Luffy's like, are you stupid? like what do you mean why would you you like, wouldn't bring it up that, if like, you didn't know him like <laughs> yeah right right right, right. Like, like luffy being an idiot and, and calling buggy an idiot because he's too dumb to realize that obviously buggy knows something and just doesn't want to tell him it, it's just really good but but then he he ruins the hat and uh really pisses off luffy and then that's when we kind of go into the backstory of buggy mm. and we learned about the fact that um yeah, he did know Shanks. They were they were crewmates on the same ship and uh, really both had a disagreement on who thought which pole is colder, the north or the <laughs> south, which, um, boy, that's a thing to disagree on. What I love, too, is there's these great bits in One Piece where they'll t- like they'll show somebody talking about their devious plan to do something. And then it just immediately gets ruined by Luffy or by somebody else where it'll be like buggy's talking about like i found this treasure map i'm going to go and i'm going to like i'm going to create my own crew of pirates and we're going to go underwater and we're going to reclaim this giant treasure from the ground like oh shit (laughs) like there's um but we find out this is also how this is also how we find out how um buggy gets his gum gum fruit powers because the crew of pirates that he's currently with um which we'll learn about them later on um that crew of pirates gets a gum gum fruit and they're as, as this incredible treasure. He's like, okay, well I'm going they get to get a devil fruit, a devil fruit. Excuse me. They get a devil fruit. Um, and we're going to, I'm going to go and sell this and use the money to make my own crew. And he's trying to smuggle it out. He has it in his mouth. He's trying to hide it in his mouth. Shanks comes up behind him and startles him by accident, which makes him eat the, the fruit, um, which ruins his plan for two reasons, because now he can't swim, so he can't go underwater to actually go and reclaim the treasure from the bottom of the ocean. But also, he just ate the thing that was going to give him all of his funds. Um, and so Shanks, in theory, ruined his life. Um, yeah. And and there's this like kind of cool scene between them where it seems like they actually kind of maybe liked each other, too, because they're kind of just sitting there and they're just kind of talking about what they want to do in the future and stuff. And like, but he's like, you're a really good fighter, Shanks. I'd maybe even take you as one of my uh, lackeys. and and. And then, you know, Shanks is kind of like, ah, we'd probably never work out together. He's like, uh, we'd be better off just having our own crews and, and things like that. And we see that there is a little bit of camaraderie, at least at this point, between them. And and it's really Shanks who who kind of gives us the little bit of information we kind of know about Devil Fruits at this time that apparently 
they are fruits that are of like the sea devil or something. And whoever eats it gets amazing powers, but the sea turns against them. The sea hates you for eating this thing that the devil gave you. Mm-hmm. So we learned this little bit of, of lore of what the devil fruits are. And, and Buggy's even like, who would even want to eat one of those then? And then we, he learns, oh, yeah, they're worth a shitload of money, too. And that's when Buggy fakes eating one first and then eventually accidentally eats it because of Shanks, which is totally still his own fault. But um, yeah, that that whole thing is fantastic, where not only does does Buggy jump in after a map that he had found while they were fighting a pirate crew and then starts to drown because he ate that the real one on accident later. He also can't uh, swim. And then we see Shanks save his life, which leads to the end of the flashback. And, and Luffy, literally all that he got from that was, oh, so Shanks saved your life one time. <laughs> we get there. Um, I love to I don't remember what he calls this attack, but he they show like, all right, like right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to my ultimate form. Uh, and then he splits himself into a bunch of different. Well, no, it's before this. Um, while he saw this, Luffy just kicks Buggy in the balls, which is great. Um, and I love it because yeah, L- Nami, Nami comes back with the treasure and he's like, hey, you, you like, like he completely forgets about Luffy and goes to get his treasure with like the top half of his body. And Luffy kind of looks and then he looks down and sees that his lower half is still there. And then he just does the most obvious thing. Well, and I love it because the, the way he shades it, it's like that one like clip I, pe- I think from my hero that people use like the bakugo like reaction like the super like heavy shaded like super edgy like reaction shots of like a still image and it's just luffy kicking a guy in the balls um which immobilizes buggy buggy does his ultimate technique where he splits all of his parts of his body at once and they're all gonna try and fight luffy um and when that happens, Nami and Zoro, t- Nami ties up all the rest of his body parts. So all, when they try and split up and reassemble, all Buggy has is just like a head and then his feet and then two hands with knives in them. It's just great, like juxtaposition where they go from like, oh my gosh, here's this incredible onslaught, like you're about to die. And they just flip to like Buggy with this like huge, like evil grin on his face with just like a head, feet and two hands. Yeah. And and then Luffy's like, oh, nice job to Nami. And he just blow. He just sends the the couple of pieces left of buggy flying and everybody's been defeated now. And and we see kind of Nami excited because she has her treasure and everything. And um, it's interesting because she she asks about Luffy's hat here. And, you know, it's like, hey, that really means a lot to you, doesn't it? And he's like, yeah, but it's not bad. You know, I you know, at least I beat up buggy and. This I can is kind of like wear the it. Like, yeah, he can kind of wear it. And we know that it eventually is going to get fixed. But here, Nami's like, I'll fix it for you. Obviously showing us that, yeah, she's not going to run away this time. She's actually going to stay with them and at least, you know, for a little bit, partner up with them. Mm. And uh, like, she still hasn't fully admitted. She's like, I'm not a pirate, but I'll help you guys out. And then on their way out of town, um, Luffy wakes Zora up. Because I love it, too. At the end of that Kabaji fight, he's like, all right, I'm going to bed. Don't talk to me until we're done. Um, at this point as well, the mayor wakes up. All of the townspeople come in because like, well, the mayor left and he hasn't come back. Um, something must have happened to him. We need to go and get we need to go and like protect him. And they come in just in time to chase them out of town. Um, the mayor's trying to tell them, like, guys, these guys protect like these guys saved the town. These guys protected me. Like, don't attack them. And the townspeople are like, they're pirates. We're just they're they're the problem. We have to get them out. They're chasing them out. Um, we get to see Choo Choo as well, kind of jumps in to like not like to stop everybody for a second. Um, when and give them a chance to escape. Um, I'm skipping ahead because I think the reason why they chase after them too is they're like, "Are you pirates?" He's like, "Yeah, we're pirates." Like, oh, and they yeah. get, they chase after yeah, him. He's like, they, they chase after him, and then he's like, "Yeah, like I had to punch the mayor and everything just to even like get into the fight." And like, you're pirates and you assaulted the mayor. Like, get the hell out of here! Like, we're gonna take our town back. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. So first they ask him, and Luffy's like, "We're pirate," but or, or no, first they find the mayor like knocked out and. They're like, oh, my God, the mayor It must have been the pirates who did this. And Luffy's like, no, I did that to the mayor. And, and the people are pissed. Like, what do you mean you did that to the mayor? He's like, he's like, are you pirates? And then he's like, yeah, we're pirates. <laughs> and like Nami's like, like in her head, like, please don't say anything stupid. Let me just talk us out of this. And uh, they'll kill us if we if you say we're pirates. And Luffy says, of course, we're pirates. And she's like, 
And this is where we see more of like Nami learning that Luffy's an idiot. Like there's a moment earlier too when they were like sitting in the abandoned house where Luffy's like, oh man, why is all the why are the all these houses abandoned? And like Nami told him, and he's like totally not listening. And she's like, I just told you why the houses were abandoned. And then he's like, oh, because there's because of the pirates. And and like she's like, yeah, that's what I said. But like we learned that like how stupid Luffy is sometimes. And while they're running away, comments like. This is a great town. And Nami's like, what the hell are you talking about? We're being chased away. He's like, yeah, they're so worked up because their mayor got knocked out. He's like, this is this is a great place. It's a little line, but I always like that. And then we also see, like you said, shoot you, save them. And we get one more scene with our favorite three guys who were (laughs) stranded at sea. uh, Who are on the boat that they are now going to be using and not Luffy's. Oh, oh, what a cool boat. This is your boat to Nami. And she's like, um, sort of. And they're like, we finally got Buggy's boat back. He's not going to be mad at us anymore. We got the boat back. Yay. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Like they're, they're, they're like, uh, like, oh yeah. So you, you really need to apologize to us or something. They pick up Zoro's head and Zoro's like, huh? Again. And they freak out when they see it's him and off go our, uh, our now crew of three mm-hmm. as they start to go away. But this is when Boodle finally wakes up. And the townspeople are like, oh, Mayor Boodle, are you okay? We've chased away those stupid kids who beat you up. And he's like, what do you mean you chased them away? And that's when he gets pissed off and starts running towards the sea after them. And he's like, how dare they? How dare they just leave without saying anything? And he runs out to the, the coast to uh, say thank you mm-hmm. to our little crew that we now have for what they've done for him. And, of course, Luffy just smiles like, ah, don't worry about it. Uh, take it easy. and. Then we also find out he looks uh, Boodle looks at the shore and you see a little bag in the panel. And there's uh, the, the treasure was split up into two bags earlier. And Luffy had one of those bags mm. and he left it. And Nami is pissed about that because that was her treasure. <laughs> and she's now trying to drown him. <laughs> when because I look- how dare you leave the treasure? Well, he's like, yeah, like they need a money to restart the town. Like they like had to destroy, like they had to rebuild everything. She's like, I don't care. I stole it. Like that's not yours to do that with. And yeah, it starts drowning him. Um, this is, a- she, he's also like, we can just go back and get can it. Go back and get like, it. No, we can't do that. Now. <laughs> yeah. Like she's not so much cold. This is like, this part's really good. I, for some reason in my brain, I don't know why I did this. I completely forgot about this like little run. Um, I jump for some reason I jump because we meet Nami now. I kind of jump to another to a certain specific group of her stuff, which wouldn't make sense because we'd be skipping a couple of characters anyway. Um, but it was fun to go back through this and this flies by reading it. It feels like in the anime, this part takes a very long time. Um, at least from when I recall watching it, it feels like, this like this is one of the first times you're like, all right, when is like when are we gonna move on? I'm ready for the next bit. Where because it, it seems like the interplay between each event, like in one in the chapters of the manga, like you have two ha- two or three things happening each time. But when you spread that out amongst different episodes and with flashbacks and everything, it feels like it can drag a little bit. It doesn't feel I don't know, it doesn't feel very long for me. Um, it's 14 chapters for the manga for us to get through this part here mm-hmm. for Orange Town, and the anime was actually only five episodes. So they put 14 chapters into five episodes. Um, I, I, I don't know, but I personally just like enjoyed everything of one piece as I went through it. So um, I think the manga manga does a really good job here with this part. And it leads so well into our next arc. Our next arc, I think, is the one that drags a little bit, maybe, um, which is the next arc we'll be covering, at least in the anime. I think it drags a little bit. I think the manga is really good. Uh, it's 10 episodes. Uh, if you're watching the anime, that's episodes nine to 18. But for us, we're reading the manga. That's chapters 22 to 41. And that is the Serb Village arc. So that's what we're going on to next. If you want to watch through with us or read with us, whichever one you want to do, might as well just give you both since since it's an option to have. Although if you're keeping up with us and going through it that way, more power to you. Um, but as far as Orange Town itself, Go ahead, Ramsey. I was going to say, I want to make sure because you and I have talked a bunch. I want to hear Isaac give us your final thoughts, questions, comments as we head out of Orange Town into the next bit. I really enjoyed Orange Town. I think that spoke to me the most about this was the whole like 
motive of protecting the things that you love and you know oh like this is mm -hmm. a treasure you know this means so much and just the value of a sentiment and the emotional intelligence that luffy has as a character and how it kind of spreads amongst all the other characters that uh, surround him that is a good way of putting it it really does um yeah. he, he clearly has an effect on the people that he's coming into contact with uh mm -hmm. it, that actually gave me a good idea for you know a question here for those of you reading along with us What's your personal treasure? Mm. Uh, you know, that that is something that that is, you know, it's talked about a little bit here. Like there's the whole point where the mayor talks about it being his treasure and Buggy laughs at him is like, oh, you know, treasure is gold and silver and this and that. It, you know, it's not a town. What are you talking about? It, the, the thematics of this um, are very obvious in, in Orange Town, right? The talks of treasure and things like that. But. You know, what about in your own lives, right? Like, what is your treasure? What matters most to you? Because everybody does have different treasures. So I'll ask you guys this question since we're talking about it. What, are, what is your guys' uh, treasures here on the show? What is like, what, what do you treasure? I think I go back to like, I put so much emphasis on my relationships with other people. And I care a lot about yeah. my friends, my family. And I put those relationships first pretty much at all times. So I think where I where I look at what I value most and what's the most important to me, it is those bonds. It is that like, it is those ties with other people. Isaac, I'll throw you on the spot. How about you? I was gonna say about the same thing, <laughs> but uh, I can I can say maybe creating memories with those kind of people, people that I yeah. um, have special bonds with and everything. Just creating memories and um, yeah. How about you? I feel like we're all very similar. Yeah. Yeah, I, because because I would probably say something similar. Um, I enjoy really the different things that we get to do that I get to do with friends and stuff like this. This podcast in particular is something I've begun to start to treasure because going through a story like this with two awesome guys, you know what I mean? A story that is to me means a lot. So this is something that's becoming a treasure of mine because it really fits, you know, what matters to me like you guys where it's relationships and and making memories together in cool, unique ways. Right. So, so this is something that I've been starting to enjoy as well. And it, it's been fun already. We're only two episodes in, you know, and we had our episode zero to talk about kind of why we wanted to do this and everything as well. Um, th this, this part of orange town is one that I, I look back on fondly as somebody who's caught up, um, by the way, with where we, when we are recording this, um, shout outs to Oda who is having surgery. Uh, and is going to be out of commission for about a month. So uh, speedy recovery to you, Oda, who is mm -hmm. getting um, surgery on his eyes. Uh, the man was seeing like double and blurred vision for like a year and finally now decided to go get it surgery. It was still drying and writing the man longer. It was still doing it. <laughs> yes. And I'm not going to say what was happening in the story, but like the stuff that he'd been doing in the past year, he, the man was in his bag. Like some of the drawings, some of the stuff that was happening, some of the best stuff I've ever read. And and he did that while he could barely see is crazy. Um, good luck on your astigmatism surgery, Oda Sensei. Um, but back to what we're talking about in Orangetown. Um, you know, I, really cool that we kind of I think that's why we kind of enjoy uh, being around each other as well, because we have similar thoughts as far as what we treasure in life um, makes sense. Uh, obviously, very strong theme. There's other themes as well, but I think that being the main theme is very, very obvious. It's fun, too, to see that, like, I don't think like when you look at Buggy, I never would have imagined him as having some sort of ties to Shanks. Um, so that was a cool thing for me personally. It's like, OK, so maybe the most important character to Luffy, we now have ties to this weird clown guy. Uh, I thought that was always funny to me that we do have this other sort of tie um, when you kind of just look at Orange Town from like a, a thousand foot view, I guess you could say. Mm. Well, and yeah, but. If you think this, if you think this is the last we've seen of Buggy, don't worry. Um, if there's anything Oda loves to do, it is to bring back characters right when you've forgotten about them or long after you have. So, yes, without it, I'm excited to see what happens in next forum. But as far as what's happening next for us, there's a couple different things you could do. Um, Bosky, you already mentioned a couple of that, but if you want to support us directly, what's the best thing people can do? Obviously, give us a review. Uh, Leave us a review on whatever your podcasting platform of choice is. It helps us, helps connect to you. Obviously, tell your friends if they're One Piece fans and they want to watch a cool new podcast or read it cool or listen, read, read, 
listen to a cool new podcast <laughs> about uh, people going through it, you know, and from different perspectives too, which I think is the one of the most fun parts about what we get to do. Uh, have them listen to Arc by Arc because it's been a fun time just recording these couples, and I think we're only going to get better as we continue to go along. So be sure to do that. Yes, sir. If you want to, like I said, re- leave a review for us. If you want to contact the show directly, you can do that on Twitter at Arc by Arc, or if you have something long form by email at arc by arc podcast at gmail.com if you want to get in contact with us directly uh what's the best place for you labosco uh for me personally at labosco on twitter is where you'll see a bunch of stuff uh from me uh always one piece stuff is on there almost at all times mm. so um, i'm either talking about one piece reading about one piece or or uh enjoying art of people who are one piece fans and their different takes on it so yep yep isaac what about you bud uh at schmizek s-h-m-i-z-a-e-k yes sir and if you want to find me you can find me on twitter at ramses underscore gg and yeah got more stuff coming got with this show we have other stuff going on as well excited for it to happen but yeah thank you for listening um anything else before we close loba Oh, yeah. Don't forget about mash.gg slash support is the way to support mash those buttons. Show you everything about this network, the awesome network that we're part of that makes this all possible. And just a reminder, Serp Village Arc is next. That's chapters 22 to 41. So stoked to jump into that one. But that's it for me. All righty, y'all. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Serp Village Arc's up next. Serp Village Arc up next. Woo.